back to the Bucks and Bells podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Brandon. Uh, so let's get on some striper stuff, right? Um, my, my sweet, sweet friend, the striped bass. Let's talk about baits. Okay. What are you thinking? Is this going to be one of those, you know, those heated debates between Tyler and Brandon? Or is this just going to be? Well, it depends on what your answer is. Okay. If you had to choose fish with live the rest of your life or fish with artificial? Just for a striper. Yep. Man. I don't know. Let me ask you this. What's your preference? Like, what would you, what would you go for? I'm going artificial. Okay. I think I have to disagree. Like, I feel like I have caught more striper off of a, a blue back herring on a circle hook than I have any other way. Yeah, see, I just, I've gone live bait fishing with you twice and we haven't caught fish. Well, we've caught fish. I mean, that one Andrew caught was no, that was, that was a pick for Lake Murray. Yeah, but like, you know, um, nobody else was catching fish those days either, Tyler. <laughs> artificial, you could fish the same thing this weekend that you'd fish a month from now. It doesn't cost any more once you buy it. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I, I hear you. So do you think you catch more fish on artificial or are you you're just saying it's cheaper and easier to do? I think it is cheaper and easier. And I don't think you catch any less. Okay. I mean, I see the argument. I do. Having a bait tank, keeping bait alive, going to buy bait if you don't want to sit out there all night and catch it yourself. Like, all those things cost money. Yep. However, so do A-rigs and swim baits. Yeah, but I just feel like (laughs) the extra gas in the weight of the bait tank, stopping to buy bait, like once you buy the A rigs, you, you like they take up way less room, and they're okay. pretty much paid for. Okay, unless you lose them, you're gonna lose them. You you lose some. You still have some from three seasons ago. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you definitely don't have blueback heron from three seasons ago. Nah, those would be blueback whales at this point. Yeah. No, man, I don't know. Like, what do you think the hardest fighting fish per pound that you've ever reeled into you in freshwater is? Mm. <sighs> Catfish. You think so? Yeah. I think striper. I, I think I think some of those 20-pound striper I've caught, like if they would have been a 60-pound catfish, I wouldn't have been able to touch them yeah i don't know i'm going catfish and that like i wanted to say carp but like i feel like carp's just a lot harder because you can't quite horse them they have a big tail they do but like you can't horse them as much or you lose the hooks man i just think there's something special about the way a striper pulls yeah if you put me on them i could tell you yeah well you're just bad luck (laughs) I'll tell you what. I want to go. I want to go to Tennessee. I want to go to Tennessee bad. I just want the biggins. Get on some of them biggins. I want to catch one on a fly rod. 
Yeah, I'd like to catch one on a regular rod. Yeah, like a big one on a regular rod? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to catch a big one. Just to see, like, I'm sure I would love to catch one on the fly, but, like, at this point, I want to just, like, I'd like to catch a couple so I could appreciate it. Yeah. Dude, that's what we need to be doing. But if you're wanting to catch them on the fly, I think you're admitting that artificial's the way to go. No, I just think fly's more fun. Yeah, but fly's definitely going to be artificial. <laughs> Not necessarily. <What? laughs> I'll tie a hair and go into the end of a, <laughs> end of a fly rod. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I am not a purist. <laughs> You're telling me if I put a little red worm on the end of that fly, it's not going to catch a little better? I mean, it might. It might not. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think there's something to be said about catching stuff without taking another life, per se. Right. Without having to do like the live bait deal. Yeah, like I think there's something to be said about that also think there's something to be said about a fly rod. Like, also, there's something to be said about fooling the fish with something that it's not. Like, you're making it think it's something that it normally eats. So you're saying it's more it's more sportsman-like. I think it's more sporty. I okay. don't know if it's more sportsmen. Okay. I can see what you're saying. I think so I watched this YouTube video today. Yeah. All about why people tie flies, right? And it was all these old old bags talking about why they got into fly tying. And most of them, the story is, is that there wasn't commercially available flies back then like there are now. Right. It wasn't as easy as stopping in somewhere and grabbing a couple. Right. But what they became addicted to was being able to go down to the stream, see something, and then come back home and tie up a fly make it specifically for that yeah and then go back to the stream and feel like your confidence is at an all-time high because you've taken you feel like you've taken well you've watched them eat that the equation yeah you've watched them eat that you know relatively soon of timing right so it's like that i think that is the art of fly fishing and i think if you're just going to buy your flies from Joe Smo or whatever at the fly shop and you're just buying like what's available in the bins. Uh, I don't know necessarily that that gets the whole essence of fly fishing. I mean, I but you could know what you're looking for. You just may not like have the ingenuity to tie it and still know like what you're trying to mimic. Tying's not hard though. It's not, but if also like you're somebody that's never been exposed to it and don't realize that it's not. Yeah, I mean, I think... Like, if you know what you're looking for, you go in there and you find it and you take it, it could be just as successful as one you tie. Yeah, I mean, it could. You're right. I, I It may just, not be as rewarding. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I feel like that is, like, what we chase as anglers is why people get into fly fishing. They're, like, looking for that next, like, oh, I did it on the fly. The next level of rewarding. And then after that, you're, like, you want to tie the fly. And you're, yeah. like... Oh, I did it on the fly, on the fly I tied. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I see it. I see it for sure. Um, I just don't think that you're at, like, buying them, you know, sourced elsewhere. I don't think you're at a disadvantage. And maybe not. But all these guys that talked about why they still fly tie, 
that was their comment was like, I can directly mimic and it doesn't, I don't think fishing has to do a lot with a pattern. I think fishing has a lot to do with confidence. I know that's I think it has a lot to do with placement, which I think is a little more accurate with confidence. <laughs> I think it has all to do with confidence, like fishing good or fishing bad. It's all confidence based. And let me tell you that if I tie a fly that I know directly mimics what is in that stream to the size, to the color, to the teeth, I have more confidence. Therefore, I fish better. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. I can see it for sure. Um, I also think that when you have confidence in something and it works once or twice, you get to the point to where you know it's going to work. So there's a lot less stress of where to throw it. You just find where to throw it and you throw it. And then it ends up working more and more. Yeah, for sure. It's like a snowball effect. Whereas if you get frustrated with something and then you're just like, okay, well, it's not working here. It's not working there. I'm just going to throw it until something happens. Well, then at that point, like you're just throwing a no man's land for what frustration you're just getting more frustrated yeah for one fish to just happen to be there when you yeah (laughs) and then that's like the worst thing that happens is like you you're just frustrated throwing it around you catch one yeah like oh great you're gonna beat yourself to death the rest of the day for nothing (laughs) to try to try and push this thing that's not happening and i've had that happen i've had that happen fishing tournaments i know i've had i've caught one on a whim just out like irritated one day and i'm like oh that's what they're doing okay yeah, no. <laughs> Spend the rest of your day beating yourself to death on something that's not even close. No, nah, man, I don't know. What are your thoughts, right? So, like, if you could go back, say, 100, 200 years and change the face of fishing today, do you think for the fun of it, you would change it to more like fly fishing is the conventional and conventional is like counterculture. Like, do you think you would flip the roles? Because uh, to me, I think that part of fly fishing's lure is the fact that it's kind of counterculture. Like people just don't, people aren't like, oh, I'm going to go fly fishing. People are like, I'm going fishing. Right. It's like when you reach, I don't know if like necessarily levels the right word, but like it feels like to me, a lot of anglers that aren't just chasing tournaments and whatever, they're just out there wanting to catch fish. They go through this progression where they end up wanting to go down the fly route and then the fly route gets more serious because they realize like, oh, I can use this in more situations than just a trout stream. Does that make sense? Yeah. I also, I don't think it's quite as, as like as counterculture because like, look at like cartoons and everything else, right? Like everybody that has like is yeah, portrayed but, as fishing. They always have like a vest or a hat with flies stuck in it. Yeah. But growing up, I don't, I couldn't remember a time that I knew a fly fisherman. I never once in my, my youthful years did I know a fly fisherman that i that i can firmly remember yeah 
No, I don't think so. Um, so I think fly fishing has gotten a more gotten gotten closer to mainstream, but I still think it's a counterculture, and like in the fishing world. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it's looked at as like you're the like hippie of the fishing world. Yeah, you're the guy that wants that wears chacos and. Yeah, you're like the, lives in a lives in a van down by the river. Yeah, you're the, <laughs> you like wear chacos. You sleep in an enu, and then like catfishing's like your hillbillies, right? Oh, so now we're going into fishing stereotypes. What a ramble! I mean, yeah, but like, look Ooh. at it. Okay, so you got you got your hippie fly guys. Yeah. Okay, you got the the hillbilly we, catfish. So like hippie fly guys only chase trout in the mountains. Yeah. Okay. All yep, right. Yep. And like you know, they're getting smallmouth and stuff, right? It's not yeah. just trout. We've yeah, got yeah. smallmouth out, but there. they're staying in the hills. Yeah, they're in the hills. They're okay. in the streams. In their Volkswagen vans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're just out in the woods, sleeping in enus and like. Fly what he's fishing. talking about is trout bums. He's he's talking yeah, about hundred percent, hundred percent. And then you got like your hillbilly catfish guys, right? Yeah. And then the hillbilly hand fishers. Yeah. And then you got like, I what? feel like your bass guys are like just like bougie uppity like preppy guys. Which is not really the culture, but I just feel like that's like I when feel people that don't bass fish see bass fishermen, they're like D bags. Yeah, they like <laughs> they got money, like all the like they're just like the preppy like kid from high school that just has a really punchable face. Yeah, I feel like bass fishermen are the guy to frat that just like barely made it in. Yeah. But they're going to let you know they made it. Yeah, but they're going to let you know that they're in a frat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is extremely opposite um, because we're just making I feel it like fun I'm, here. I feel like I'm not like that. But <laughs> and like, look at so it's funny you, you have all these stereotypes. No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> but the, like you have all the stereotypes, right? You think about that and like, you know, a couple guys that are like that, that are like pros on the circuit. But look at like Mike Iconelli, right? He's like that super that dude, skater guy. That dude is a he is a he's an oddball. He's the first person I've ever seen fishing a tournament live uh-huh. on almost like an over hundred thousand dollar boat wearing Osiris's. Like skater dude, completely unconventional. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody can make it in the fishing world if they try hard enough. Right. But he, it's funny about he, the... He wanted it bad enough to chase the dream, and he made it. It's funny about the stereotypes, though. It is. But, like... Like, if we... Okay. Off, okay, what's your stereotypical offshore dude? Because I have one in my head. Like... He, he's going to smoke cigars. He likes pappy bourbon. No, you're going bougie offshore? I'm going, like, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, you're talking about redneck offshore. Nah, Him I'm, and his I'm buddies like threw going, $200 in. On throwing a, on a net in some yellow waders, like... Oh, uh, you're going up north. I'm I'm just going, like, just... Trailer parky. Trailer parky? Yeah. You're talking, like, commercial? No, not even really commercial. Just, like, like shrimping guys. Right. Yeah, I like feel like shrimping guys. guys are just like. Yeah, they're wearing the the yellow Gruden's. 
Yeah. And they're dirty. They're, they're smoking like they're three smoking packs a, of Marlboro Reds a yeah, day. Straight like, Marlboro Reds. No, they're probably not even paying for Marlboros. They're paying for Powell Reds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're like smoking USAs. Yeah, <laughs> USA 100s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, them old Pow Mouths, you know what I mean, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just funny though, because like you have these all these stereotypes that you like grew up on, right? Everybody right. thinks of people this way. And then you get into it and you like start to see the like different level of people. Right. And like the only thing I can equate it to, right? So when I was growing up, anytime you saw a guy that was like in the military. Yeah, you knew. And you saw him. Well, like just in uniform, right? Like you go to Walmart and this guy like in army uniform walks in. Right. He always just seems like he's this like athletic, like, you know, fairly smart, like just like popular kid in high school see i feel like that's that's what like everybody socio- thinks so- sociology has taught you right. so that's what you look at that uniform as dude when i went to basic yeah <laughs> my mind was blown i was no like kidding. hold up not a single one of you look like or act like anything i would have thought of people like in, uniform. in the military yeah like it is just like com- like a whole different no, definitely. You have this stereotype of what somebody should be like. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk the two types of inshore anglers, right? What are their stereotypes? So we got we got the bay boat fishermen. Yeah. The pop the pop and cork mafia. You know what I'm saying? The pimp and cork mafia. Yep. We got that group. And then we got the purest flats fishing fly guy. Yeah. And then I've got a bonus category. Let's stereotype stereotype gods, fishing gods. What do they look like? What are they? Mm. I feel like you're like, I feel like your fly guy is just some like, I feel like he's kind of a little bit of a stoner dude. Nah, man. Let me tell you. I think your predominant fly guy He's got a hat on with a really long bill, right? You know, the ridiculous long fishing bill Yeah, to like get the sun off his face. He's wearing that. He's wearing an old school Columbia PFG collared button up, right? He's got on shorts that are way too short. Yeah. And flip flops. And he's wearing his flip flops. Yeah. And and I feel like he's a little bit of a stoner. He might be a stoner, but he's like, he's like some educated, like, I'm a retired college professor in the whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. The biology department. But I feel like he's just out there paying a guide or push pulling his boat with his buddy. Just out there living it like 70 years old doing it. Like that is what I think of when I think of like inshore. I think there's a large push for younger guys getting into it. But I still think that that's probably the bread and butter of what's actually out there. Yeah, I can see it. I don't know. I just feel like he's like a like early forties, like West Coast surfer, brah. That is out like just flipping flies to stuff, just vibing on the water. Yeah, I can see that. Now. Let's talk about the other inshore guy, the like Mr. 
I like to catch sharks, popping cork redfish, like popping cork trout. Shirtless. Yeah, sheep's head fishing off of pylons. Like, yeah. He's shirtless and some ripped up, like probably with what's jeans his, at some what's point. What's in his cooler? Oh, 100% Budweiser. You think Budweiser? Oh, maybe not Budweiser, but he's definitely drinking beer. I was thinking, and he's bu- drinking cheap beer. Yeah, I was thinking like Bush Light or something. Yeah, no, nah, he's drinking. He's drinking <laughs> nothing cheap against Bush beer. Light, but like that's their people. Yeah. You think yeah. you think he's been on a flounder gigging trip or two? Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. He's definitely shirtless and he's way tanner than he should be. Yeah, just like like blonde. he looks like skin cancer. Yeah, it's like. Um, <laughs> John Daly. He looks like John Daly. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's like John Daly shirtless 100%. on the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's oh. like cracking another beer, and he's like got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he's like toss it over there. You're gonna get one. Now let's talk about let's talk about the fishing god. The what god? Like the go catch? Like just the scrub like, fishing? God? Let's just push them all together. Let's just push all the fishing gods together and give them a stereotype. I don't feel like you can be a fishing guide unless you wear a hooded sun shirt. I feel like that's a qualification. <laughs> See, I don't know. I feel like the scrub guy that like you go to Myrtle Beach and you go out, you give him a oh, hundred bucks to go catch he's got like a PFG with his bass. name with his name just like embroidered on it. I'm thinking I'm thinking he's close to the pop and court guy. He's just like some shirtless redneck <laughs> in knee high muck boots. That never wanted to go to work. He's like yeah, uh, I'm like just gonna he just fish grew up on a boat life. and was like, I can make money doing this, 100%. This is what I'm doing. And he just walks around picking out birds' nests and unhooking pinfish all day. Yeah, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like one-on-one guys. I'm not thinking about like... Oh, you're boat. talking like like bougie guys. I'm talking like no. some, some drunk frat guy goes to Myrtle Beach and wants to go fishing. No, I'm talking about like the guy that the guy that you pay to be a guide, not the not the head boat experience or not the run of the mill like I'm talking about like I'm going to a place to hire a guy this is a guy I hire what does he look like oh yeah 100% he's got a he's got a hooded PFG yeah if he's if he's an offshore fisherman he's got some brand sponsor stickers he's he's gonna have pelagic shorts on yeah he's gonna have his rainbow flip-flops yep and he's probably gonna wear a visor you know, he's not going to wear a full hat because God forbid, Yeah. but he's going to wear a visor and he's probably going to have Smith's on or Costas. Yeah, probably so. And it's definitely, he's definitely going to have the, uh, and he's going to get irritated at least once during the day. Of yeah. Fishing. But he's going to have that band on the, on the glasses too. So he yeah, can hang around the his wire neck. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't lose his glasses. We totally went from. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We're super deep in stereotypes. Oh, man. So, Striper, like, are we taking any Striper trips this year? I mean, I'm sure we'll do some. I don't yeah. think we're, at this point, we've got our hands full with a yeah, elk no trip kidding. and a catfish over 50. We're yeah. going to be busy. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to catch, I'm trying to catch some carp on the fly, too. Yeah. I've got loads of tournaments. Yeah, you kind of you kind of signed yourself up for more than Yeah, I got a lot got a lot to do. Yeah, I don't know. I think we gotta at least make an effort to go down there and get you on a decent striper bite. Oh, we'll go at least once. At least once. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we'll figure it out. We're a little slim on rods these days. Yeah. Figure something out. Be some spare weekend we have. That we realize we have nothing to do until Thursday afternoon. 
Yeah. Well, we've enjoyed it. I think this pretty much wraps it up. We've been down a rabbit hole of fishing stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. We might have to name this one fishing stereotypes. No kidding. Well, thanks for listening to the Boats, Boats and Those Outdoors podcast. Check us out on socials and anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.